What's going on, everybody? It's Real with Jordan and Demi in L.A. I'm Jordan Edwards in New York. Demi Ramos. What's up? And today our guest is Umi. What's going on? Hello. Now, when I was preparing for this interview and I'm watching other things you've done and other interviews and you're, you seem like a good energy person. Mm. Like you, you have good energy going on. Thank you. You seem like the kind of person that kind of shies away that shuts down negativity. Mm. So, um, how do you, how do you do that? How do you maintain that, that positive vibe all the time? Hmm. That's a great question. I mean, I feel like, I feel like actually having days where I do feel negative are necessary in overall balancing a positive state of being. Like, I feel like there was an era in my life where I was refusing to be negative at all, but then I wasn't just being honest with myself. So, like, this week I've been having more, like, negative feelings and, like, sadness and whatnot come up. But when I feel that way, instead of fighting it, I just kind of let it be and then... I try to do things I like to do. Like today, mm -hmm. I went to the gym. I really like working out. It helps me feel good. I like going to the sauna. That makes me feel good. Talking to my friends and kind of like slowly letting myself feel good. And then when I do that, I feel like when I go into the world, my energy tends to be just very good most of the time. Yeah. 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 Yo, shout out the sauna because I'm not going to lie. Like people do weird stuff in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been in like saunas where like someone was like, heavy breathing, doing like this, like sort of probably, I'm not sure, something for the breathing. And then another time this woman was like flipped upside down and like also breathing heavy, like it, but it was, it seemed to be like some sort of like helpful to the body sort of thing. So shout out, shout out saunas. Um, shout out saunas, there, you know? Shout out saunas, no, I love that. What kind of I'm sauna like person are you? I was gonna say I'm probably the one who's doing the heavy breathing in the sauna. Like I was definitely like, heavy it's like breathing. A it's like a meditation kind of thing. It's like an in, it's like a meditation plus the intensity of the heat brings out everything that needs to come out. Like I'll be crying in the sauna, just letting letting no things release, and then I'm like, oh god, I feel so good. So I definitely use the sauna to the max. I, I feel like I don't do enough self care <laughs> when I when I listen to someone like that. So. Let's uh, let's get into the music. Yes, um, you. Uh, it's been a couple months since you released your last single. Yes, um, and this is part of a bigger project coming up. What, what yes. can you what can you divulge about that? What can I divulge? That's a great word. I never used that word before. Divulge. I've used it a lot. <laughs> I've used it a lot. We have to bring it out the out the dictionary. Um, no, but the the first single is a part of this EP I'm releasing next year. I have another single coming up very soon, and. The EP is all about reframing the idea of being lost. And they're all songs I wrote at a time where I felt kind of lost and unsure of like why I was creating or what I was creating for. But I just had this feeling like this knowing that I was meant to be doing it. And I think life can sometimes feel like that. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but this thing makes me happy and this kind of feels like the right thing. And then I realized I'm not lost because that joy is what's guiding me. And so all the songs, remind me of that joy and i hope when people listen to it it brings them back to their center too oh wow i'm sold I'm ready yeah for it. I'm ready for it. thank my you my favorite part about happy i'm is just like probably the video it felt so like i was in your world ah oh, you know like yeah, thank you yeah tell us about that song and like i feel like you were really in this like this vibe so like what was yeah. that were you like falling in love or what was that about 
Thank you for watching the video. It um, When I wrote this song, I was like um, two years into the relationship I'm in right now. And I was at that point personally where I feel like I was like picking at problems for no reason. Almost like questioning why things were so good. And I realized that I have that habit that I, I've been wanting to let go of like when things get really good questioning like why is this why is this person so nice to me or like why is this happening or why you know and I think it's kind of human nature to like question good things and I wrote the song to remind myself to stop questioning things and to just like let myself be happy let myself be in love and I wanted the video like you said to be very intimate and very real and raw and like yeah nothing 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 that's untrue just very very pure energy i feel like that's what happens when you get into like a healthy relationship it's just like yeah. you're like wait so you know that exactly that exactly like wait so like find something you're like you're like oh so you accept me fully for who i am and you're willing to go through all seasons of life like you're like oh shoot that's that's cool it's, yeah it hits yeah. It's it hits it's good for the soul are you the kind of person that falls in love quickly that gets infatuated quickly or does it take a lot to get to you no i've 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 having crushes all the mm. time i feel like I also am such a daydreamer, so I'll fall in love with like dreams or like the idea of people too. And that's been something I've been like, me? You gotta write a song about that and let it go. But um, no, I'm a lover. I'm a hardcore lover. I love love. I feel like all artists like have like that kind of like not, I don't really like the term hopeless romantic, but just like that romantic, like they're romantic, all artists, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I feel like it's trendy now to write songs about how much you like are disgusted with your ex or mm. screw your ex or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's so many like, yeah. so many middle finger like pops, especially like in the hyper pop world. Yeah. You're more in the R&B world, but in the hyper pop world now, it's really, there's a lot of like, you know, middle finger, yeah. screw you kind of songs out. So I love, I do love just having like a positive vibe. Yeah, I think it's important. I feel like it's easy to talk about things that suck and to like just stay in that loop. But I try to make music that like is real honest about feelings, but gives you a path to like feel it and then move through it because i think there's a piece of fuzz on the microphones bothering me anyway. oh yeah defuzz 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 time people call you out on like comments on the really if you have fuzz yeah, good yeah. to know i will always mm. be defuzzing mm. now then <laughs> but yeah no i think that's i think that's a great thing to point out i noticed that too it's easy to talk about heartbreak or pain or sadness in like one color just like it's almost like you have this coloring book. I feel like a lot of people just dump the black paint all, all over and they're yeah. like, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And it's real, but I also think there's so many other colors you can use to feel something or describe something. It's a good way to put it. Good yeah, way to put it. thank you. In terms of production, you have such great sounds on your... On your thank you. You have such cool keyboards and little bass samples and per interesting percussion. You're not just doing 808s. Yeah. You're doing all sorts of different stuff. Go so... Where do you get those sounds? Where do you hunt for sounds? And how much of it is you versus do you have a producer that you work with that you trust? Like how do, how do you get that that Umi sound? The Umi sound. I love this question. Um, I had an interview in Japan and someone asked me this too and I was trying to describe it. The, the Umi sound is very much tied to Umi's feelings. Like 
I feel like none of my songs sound the same and I'm not like a one sonic kind of person. It's more like, how do I feel? Ab- how do I feel about the sound? Every sound I have to feel good about or it doesn't make it to the last. This doesn't make it to the final song. I don't care how cool it might sound. If like the drum hit makes me feel a little bit weird, I don't put it in. Or if the bass sounds. Th- so that's what guides me. And then I feel like through that, I've been able to align with a lot of producers who have the same almost like feeling metric as me. And there's this producer named Viron that I work really closely with. Um, she did Happy I'm as well. But she just gets me. Like we'll both be like, mm, or we'll be like, yeah, that's it, that's it. So that's how I wait. It's like a she. Music. Yes, she. Shout out. Let's Shout out. out. Shout yeah, out to producers. Yeah. It's just like I feel like not. It's not a battle of the sexes. It's not even about that. It's just that like, you know, it's, it's a different perspective. You know, women have Definitely. like a different perspective. It's nice to. I think there's like um, because, like woman to woman, there's a similar upbringing we have and like similar life experiences we share I think also the sounds that we're drawn to are similar to or like there's a deeper understanding about why you might pick a sound or pick up a word that like woman to woman I notice it's just like it's almost subconscious we just get it and so that's been fun um but like you said it's not like a war of the genders or anything it's just like a different experience that working with her has provided me with so we were talking about how you love handheld mics. Oh, yes, I do. I'm do you, loving this. <laughs> and I've just become aware because we've recently switched to these and I've become aware of like how to hold it. And yeah. the, do you, are you, do you like think about your technique, like where to hold it close to your, do you, you know, because some people have like, you know, they'll do this oh, or that. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, no, yeah, there's definitely mic etiquette I've learned, especially with shows. I'm like, if I hit a high note, if I hit a big note, you got to you gotta push the mic back. But also, I feel like it's just, I do the little slight, the slight bend right here yeah. and tuck here. Maybe I put my hand under my arm mm-hmm. to help support. But this is very oh, nice. natural for me. Mm-hmm. I love the way a microphone feels in my hands. It feels so fun. It feels like, I can't describe <laughs> it. It just feels like I'm supposed to be holding this right now. Yeah, but I would say always keep it right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about how you do a lot of like gestures. So you've been yeah. having to remember I'll to d- keep I'll it. Listen, D- D- Demi and I both have this issues. We'll start talking and we'll do kind of like you know and so you got to bring it back you gotta, gotta bring, bring it back, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's probably all the stage all the performances that yeah. have trained me i'm like this hand is for gestures this hand is for the mic like <laughs> yeah gotcha gotcha you should maybe uh, like try switching it up because actually i heard in in this podcast the other day that if you want to like i'm not i'm not sure but a way to become sharper like to make the brain sharper basically if you brush your teeth with one hand like start brushing it with the other hand and apparently it like does something to like i don't know like just basically start switching it up yeah who knows it like uses different sides of the brain i'm not sure but actually so you were kind of like all over fashion you were just like hopping around and stuff. yes so i want to talk about that like what's your take on fashion because it seems like you're into fashion and like clothing and visuals so how do you feel about that whole world Oh my gosh, Fashion Week was so fun. Fashion Week has been a dream of mine to do. I love to stand out and I love to like wear things that other people aren't wearing and I felt that while I was there like a lot of people were wearing like a lot of black or a lot of similar outfits and similar cuts of things and I just liked walking in the room being like nobody is wearing the colors I'm wearing like something about that feels very authentic to me 
and I felt like I felt like I was stepping into another level of confidence and another level of like creativity there. So that was fun. And the whole aesthetic I was going for was like Japanese, Harajuku, like street fashion mixed with like hippie shaman energy, like a lot of hoods and scarves, but also wearing sneakers at the same time. Like just something, a combination people have never seen before. Do you remember Harajuku girls? Yes. Oh my God. Like We're so if you sprinkling them in right now. That's the goal. Okay, because remember they had like Converse, like Harajuku Converse. So basically yes. Gwen Stefani had Harajuku girls like when she first came out and they were like her back, like her backup dancers, but also like part of her like entire, like, you know, solo artist kind of brand. And it was like really, really like intertwined with Japanese culture, which is so crazy that they, you know, like, but yeah, like that's really yeah. cool. Shout out I love Japanese fashion culture. It's cool. Yeah, your <clears throat> your mother's Japanese. Yeah. So you grew up um, with different cultures in the household, um, and you speak Jap how you speak Japanese. Yes, and you've I do. done You've done some remixes and some you know versions yes. of your songs in Japanese. Um, so was it really a simultaneous? A bringing of having like both cultures at the same time mm. um what was that balance like growing up like having mm. you know an, an african-american father mm. and, a, and a japanese mother so cool mm. <laughs> it's like i just know, say it's as like a as like a generic white man it's hard and i can't relate it's, so, a, it's, so it's a interesting whole to me. different world yeah. it's been interesting to talk about it in interviews and be like whoa that was a cool upbringing like yeah waking up and my dad loves music so it's like gospel music sade soul music is playing and then my mom will drive me to school and in my mom's car she has like japanese pop music or like also classical music on and it's just like blending both those worlds at the same time and then also it's the contrast of like my dad's family is is a lot more like expressive and very like something comes on you want to dance you dance yeah. you sing with the music it's like that free-spirited in japanese culture is very like you just sit and enjoy the sound of the wind and like no music is playing it's very yeah zen. I, I'm, I'm a baseball fan we watch uh video of japanese baseball games the crowd applauds politely for yes. big plays instead yes. of cheering and throwing things and going crazy yes so um you had this this mixture of cultures and this mixture of music um but when did you start to take music seriously as maybe your future as a mm. profession at least as a something you really are into when did you discover like i'm a music person i like making music mm, i think in high school i was doing um covers and putting up originals online and i remember that i i was super studious in high school but i was studious with the intention to get like a full ride scholarship to go to california and then drop out of school like that was my five-year plan so I was like fake school. I was I was doing school, but I was faking it. I was like, I'm going to study business and I'm going to do da 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 and like got a full ride to go to USC. And then once I got there, I was like, okay, it's music time. So I started doing sessions and I would skip everything to just stay in my room and make music. And then once I feel like music, I was I couldn't balance music and school at the same time is when I decided, okay, it's time to make the leap. And so then I dropped out of school. <laughs> Five year plan. <laughs> well, um, how supportive did your parents know of this plan the whole time that you were kind of not really serious about business school? Mm. Like, do they know what was going on or how do they feel about that? Your, your whole decision making on that? My parents 
are really do whatever you want with your life type people. So I think they, I th I think my mom knew I was always gonna do music. I think my dad was just like, just do what makes you happy. And then that's the other reason why I got the scholarships was like, I don't want my parents to have any say. Sure, especially in USC is a private school. It's yeah. not it's not a cheap place no, to go. So at I was all. like, you you didn't invest one dime in this. You mm. have no say in what I do. But equally, they were kind of just like cool with whatever I right. do, which is very lucky. I feel very happy about that. Do you have siblings? I do have two little sisters. And are they musical as well? They are musical, but they they don't do music. One does graphic design and is really talented, like animator. So the art runs through. Art runs through, yeah. Except my other sister, she's also artistic, but her type of, she's more of like logic brain than me. So she like goes on tour with me, helps tour manage and like helps assist me for things. And then she really likes intricate things like doing nails or like doing puzzles or like things like that I feel like my brain's like I don't have the patience for or like the pre-planning for she loves that kind of stuff when you get rich and famous you can there's someone you can trust with your with your finances yes right? yeah. exactly exactly so I have a range of my sisters one's like mm. super dreamy and super in the clouds then one's super grounded and I'm like somewhere in the middle depending on the day mm. Speaking of nails, I'm a really like big nail person. Really? I am so not a nail person and I wish I was, but mm. I'm not. I'm the type where if I get my nails done, I will like hate waiting for them to dry. So I'll just like rub them on my pants or something and mess them up. I've done mm. that so many times. So I don't get my nails done anymore. Mm. But once I get them done, I like the look, but not enough mm. to get them done. That just l made me so sad. I know. Mm -hmm. I feel like the nail girls be like, how? That's what my sister, she's like, what do you mean you don't want to get your nails done? I respect it, though. I think that's beautiful. It's <laughs> like the tomboy energy in me. It's the tomboy in me. I'm like, I don't want to get my nails done. <laughs> well, when you, um, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, the, the idea of, of not having them done, you don't have to worry about messing them up. So, yeah. yeah. I don't even care if they get messed up though. It's just like I feel like I'm not respecting the craft if I like <laughs> I'm like ah so yeah. So that's a good question though. I've never been asked that. Yeah. A new dimension of Umi exposed. <laughs> nail talk. Nail talk, <laughs> nail talk. Wait, quick question. How do you like to do your nails? Like what's your style of You know what it is? Them? It's just that every Sunday since I was like little I would just do like a new color, you know? Mm. So I got really into it and it was like my like self care, like whatever. But I just got my first gel manicure the other day. Mm. And actually you should try that because it only takes like 10 seconds to dry. Mm. And you could like wipe it on a wall and nothing will happen. It's like incredible. Mm. I feel like I just discovered a new thing. I would be open to that. I don't have to sit under the drying thing. Yeah, no. Try that. Shout out. I will. And I will. Shout out. I, I do want to give Demi credit. Demi can paint her nails while talking on the phone and do it without getting any on on the edges of her fingers. Wow. Like perfect land it. And then she, I'll be like, "You were already finished." She's like, "Yeah, I just finished." Like the, without even like looking down hardly. So yeah, it's um, impressive. Cars. I've done it on the train. Like I'm like a pro. Like nail. That's impressive. That's that intricate. Like you could be a dentist. You could do like <laughs> you could be brain surgeon. Yeah. Like small I don't procedures. know if I should be a dentist. Like you have the skill set. I, I feel really... like if you can do your nails, maybe yeah. You know. Maybe. <laughs> I love that. So how much time have you spent in Japan? Oh, so much time. I, when I was little, up until I was in high school, I would spend a month every summer there with my grandma and then um recently i go at least like three times a year so like mm -hmm. the last time i went was 
in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you um, popular there? Do people know who you are there? That's crazy. It's it, been is like, it weird being like, you can walk around LA and people really don't stop you or anything, but you go to Japan, people are like, hey, Umi. Yeah. It's just cool everywhere. Even on the tour, I was like, I was getting recognized in Thailand and I'm like, this is crazy, wild. I think it's really cool. And it's cool to see more and more people recognize me every year. So you, you don't mind the, the, the recognition, the fame, people asking for pictures, no. at least at the moment? I don't think, I don't mind. I don't think I'll ever mind. I feel like ever since I was little, I've wanted that or like I felt comfortable with that. And I would like pretend to sign signatures when I was little and stuff. So it feels like what I'm supposed to grow into. So you practiced your autograph when you yes, were a kid? Yes, I did. Demi, have you practiced your autograph? If you guys saw my handwriting, it look it's atrocious. <laughs> we're just going to like get a stamp or something i don't know oh wait a stamp is cute yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what we'll yeah, we'll of my handwriting it's like that'd be funny if like people you do a meet and greet and like instead of a pin you just pull out a stamp, stamp. and you're just like stamping people that is it makes me also think about like stickers as signatures in the future like here's a pick a sticker or something yeah really people do in the future no, no, well, I feel like I would love to do that in the future because I love stickers. Stickers are like my friendship bracelets to people. Like You get like custom stickers, stickers and when people come to a meet and greet, you give them like a custom Umi sticker and it's like a souvenir from the yes. show. Yes. It's not exactly. a bad idea. Not I a bad like idea. It. I like it. I like so do you like Uni? Yeah. Do I like Uni? It's just like J Japan. Yeah. But like, come on. Like people like hate it or love it. Like food Uni? Yeah, Uni. Yeah, yes, I do. I do, but I don't eat it that much. It's not something I like seek out necessarily. But is it, it com more common there? Because here it's kind of a delicacy. Yeah, it's expensive. It's still a delicacy out there too. Yeah, yeah. It's like highly. I feel like it's. I love Japanese snacks. Japanese snacks are so like good. Like the little candies and stuff, yeah. and they have like the high chews, which are kind of like rip off of the Japanese snacks. But yeah. I love the Japanese cola snacks, like the the cola and the was it Rumi? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Those are so good, so good. Ramune. Ramune. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Japanese? Japanese snack. I really like Japanese chips, like Japanese potato chips. Do you like shrimp chips? I love shrimp chips, actually. Do you I, like shrimp chips? I've only had them once, and I kind of like them. They're it kind of tasted like taste. it kind of tasted like when you get like shrimp ramen noodles. Oh, kind of had that kind of flavor to it. Cool. I grew up eating them, so to me, they taste like crackers or something. They're just, so They're just like normal. Yeah, but yeah. then when my friends eat them, I'm like, whoa! I never thought about it like that every time they eat it. What have you been listening to lately? Like, what do you listen to when you're just chilling? When I'm just chilling, I listen to a lot of Erykah Badu when I'm chilling. Oh, yeah? That's what I was listening to. Erykah Badu, Frank Ocean, D'Angelo. Will there ever be another Frank Ocean album? I think so. You think so? I think one do you more. Have a, do you have an end? Do you have a, like an inside track about that? No, I just have a gut uh, feeling. Like gut I have feeling. a gut feeling. Like I thought when he did his Coachella performance, he was live recording it for it to come out as an album. That was my like feeling but we'll I, have, see. I have mixed feelings about those artists who they they release something so infrequently and they're so they don't come out in public a lot and they're kind of you know um you know i think that's kind of a strange vibe to have you know it's it's interesting to pursue a career that requires you to be seen like very yeah. massively but then not want to be seen but i think it creates diversity yeah yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I wonder, am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to be more elusive? But it's not really <laughs> in my nature to be like that. So You're too outgoing, I feel. Yeah, I feel like 
he must not be a very outgoing person, but he must really love art and he makes really good music. Yeah, so. and that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Not everyone has to be like, hey, how you doing? I uh, know, I know. But I just True. think when you're that kind of artist and you're releasing stuff every once in a while, there's just so much pressure for when you do release something for it to be really good. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of pressure. I so, I'm sure he's also just like living his life too. Yeah. Just biking and like going to the park with, if he has a dog with a dog or something like doing simple things. I feel things. like he has a dog. I feel like he has a dog. Mm, yeah, I feel like he has a dog too. Do I actually? I don't know if he has a dog. I feel like Is Frank Ocean a dog. a dog or cat person? We want to know. I was know. about to say. That's a good question. What's your, what's your guess, Demi? Is Frank Ocean dog or cat person? Um, something tells me he doesn't have a pet and I don't know why. Like, I just That's don't what I'm feeling Ocean, too. Like having a pet, you know? like Oh, option C. Option no C. <laughs> I think his friend has a dog and he cares for the dog every once in a while perhaps. Are you a dog or a cat person? I'm both. I love them. I have both at home. I have a dog and a cat. Do they get along? They do get along. Except they're kind of Tom and Jerry. Like the dog will chase the cat around the house. (laughs) I think that's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute until someone, something. The cat loves it. Yeah. The cat loves it. Low key. Yeah. Yeah. They be, they be running around. It's cute. I feel like I'm in in like a comic book or something. What if they have a crush on each other? They might. I wonder if the two dogs have a crush on each other. Oh, you have two dogs and a cat? Yeah, I have two dogs and a cat. They really love each other. So maybe they do. So you have have new music coming out. Um, What do you have planned in terms of like shows, tours? What's going on in that, that area? Yeah, I'm planning next year to go to some new countries. I'm going to Australia next year. I'm going to... I believe New Zealand next year. I'm going back to Asia next year. Japan, Philippines, um, and they then love music in the Philippines. They lo- oh my God, my Philippines show in the in Manila, that was the loudest show I've ever had in my entire life. It was so loud. It was so good. No, I know that across Asia, karaoke is bigger than it is here in the yeah. U.S. When you go over to Asia, do you do karaoke? Do you hit the karaoke bars? I hit the karaoke bars, especially in Japan. Yeah. It's like a family thing. Like I love doing the karaoke room. This thing about I miss about New York, Demi, is going to the karaoke rooms in Lower East Side, like the real deal Aww. karaoke rooms. Yeah, yeah. karaoke is so, so what, what do you sing when you do karaoke? Your own I songs? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I'm the type. But Please. I would sing, <clears throat> my go-to song is Love by Keisha Cole, Best Part, love, with all those words, um, Best Part by um, Daniel Caesar and her, and then there's this Japanese song called Winding Road. It's by this artist named Ayaka in Kobukuro. I always sing that song when I go karaoke in Japan. Okay. Yeah, I, I so you do you have a duet partner when you do the best part? Or do you do all I, of I it? tend to do it me. Like, yeah. I do it myself. Yeah. And then I give them, you know, give oh, the yeah. mic to yeah, the yeah, crowd, yeah. to the yeah. room, and they, uh, you know, like that. Do you mean you're a karaoke person? I've, we haven't talked about this. Do you do karaoke? Have you done karaoke? I've done it. But I, I guess feel like, I'm not a karaoke person. Like, yeah, I you don't, you don't, you don't have a karaoke, karaoke vibe, yeah. <laughs> right? I karaoke like vibe. Like, I'm are you, are you more of an arcade? Do you like the arcade? I'm the one like twerking in the corner. You know mm. what I mean? Like, as I know exactly like, that person. You know yeah, what I mean? You're the one, one like you're keeping the energy like, up I'm in like the room. Like, I'm like the cheerleader. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
like, I, I don't want to get on the mic. I have, I have, <laughs> I, have I have, and I have, I have, I have video, I have video proof of this, of this occurring. Too, so. <laughs> of this occurring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this occurring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. You're keeping the energy in the room up. You're keeping the laughter going. You're an important yeah, you know? part of the room. Yes. You know. What's your um, what's your favorite city in the U.S. to to visit to tour? Do you have a couple or? Yeah, I have a couple. I love LA because all my friends are here. I love uh, DC. So loud. I I spent several years in DC. DC. I still have a DC number. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. DC. They never disappoint. They have um, a lot of good venues in DC yeah, too. Yeah, they do a lot of historic places. Too. And it's easy to get around. They have yeah. good public transportation. Pretty yeah. small area. Yeah. Easy to like discover things too. Oh, there's so many. I like Texas too. Um, because there's so many stops you can do within Texas and you can get Are you a road trip person? Do you like oh, hitting yeah, the road? I, love, I want a van life eventually really? and take time off to just, van, but I probably just van life and make music. So you have a little yeah. record, you could have a little recording studio exactly. in your van. That's yeah. the dream. And yeah. then bring the, one of the dogs and go see the country. Oh, one, one thing I wanted to talk about was you know, artists now are expected to put out a new single all the time, like mm. once every six weeks or something. I've been in meetings or have been around it where, you know, publicists and managers are like, okay, you need to do this, 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 and this, mm. and like the roadmap, you know. Mm. Um, and you released, the, you had the album last year and you released one single since then. Um, so you're not, you're not hooked into the cycle. You mm. feel like you, do you feel like you can just release stuff? Do you feel any pressure to have something mm. come out all the time? Not anymore. I think um, I think consistency is important for me. So it's important for me not to step away for too long. But I'm more of like if I feel inspired to do it because if I start making it stressful, then I won't enjoy making music and then this won't lead to longevity or joy. And I feel like you do music because you, you love it. So I can't lose that. So for that reason, like even with the single, I wanted to drop this next single. I wanted to drop it earlier at first, but then it was feeling like it, too soon. It wasn't feeling like the right time in my heart. So I definitely let my feelings guide me in finding the right time. Yeah, what's your what's your label situation, your record label situation? I'm independent right now. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's not something that someone's... It's on a, on a on a real on a big time record label. They don't usually have the freedom to just kind of like oh, I'll release it when I feel like it. Yeah, but th with my last label too, I had a lot of freedom. Yeah, that's true. I it's, guess it's, it's depends on the case label. by case, yeah. label by label, A and R by A and R. But I would say I, f I feel the music industry is shifting into a more like conscious place where people mm -hmm. are a lot more flexible about it. But so you you've done both independent and label. Mm -hmm. Why did you? Why are you? So you're you're cool with staying independent for the time being. Yeah. Um. What What do you like about that versus being on a label? Mm, Besides, obviously the freedom. But but why have you chosen that path at this time? I think when I was at the label, it's just more people are investing in what you're creating. So there's more people that things need to be approved by or seen by, and like. It's almost feels like the idea in my head, it takes a lot longer for it to like be brought to full form. And that kind of annoyed me for a while of like, this is the pace I create at and it's important to continue to ri like to ride my creative pace in order for my authenticity to be shown. And I felt like sometimes that can be hard when you're working. It's like when you just have too many people on a team. Yeah. So I think being independent gives you the freedom to like really, your voice gets 
projected all the way through. And you don't have a whole bunch of, you don't have an army of people telling you what to do and how to do it. Yes, it's very you to you, you to the people direct. And I feel like when when we've interviewed artists over the years, I feel like it's almost like a personality type preference. Like, do you need a group of people pushing you, telling you, you know how you know directing you on yeah. where to be and when to be all that kind of stuff or can you handle it yourself do you hustle enough yeah do you feel do you feel pressure from like quote-unquote hustle culture now oh that's another good question no not really actually i think um i think i used to i used to but again i keep going back to what makes me happy and it doesn't make me happy to over hustle and overwork myself and i've also come to realize like doesn't matter how quickly I do something if it's if it, what it's meant to be is meant to be and I've had to like pause on something and do it later and everything still worked out so I just realized hustle hustling is an illusion and it doesn't just because you hustle hustle doesn't equal success I feel like intention and consistency equals success so staying consistent definitely mm-hmm. you know um I have an issue uh, and a lot of people have the issue of you you kind of slack off for a while and you like try to do a whole bunch of stuff all at once to make yeah. up for it and then you burn yourself out so make and that's what i've done with even with the, the pop dust content that we're doing like mm. right now i've learned not to overwhelm myself and to pace things out better yeah that reminds me too recently i started learning about cycle syncing and how to track my cycle over the course of the month and i st- you start to realize like you as a human being, you go through seasons within a month where there's certain seasons where you're more productive, certain seasons where you're more outgoing, certain seasons where you're more introverted and creative. So so now when I, I look at my calendar, I color code it by week. And so like the week I'm on my period, I do not schedule too many things. I'm at home more. I'm creating more. And when you're planning for it ahead of time, you don't feel like you're slacking. Yes, exactly. You don't feel crazy when you're like, I don't want to go to this event or like, I don't want to do this thing. Like you're just like, Oh, that's just, this is the season I'm in right now. I'm in my like hella extroverted, like productive, like I'm up till 4am energy. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy for not needing that much sleep. This is just what season I'm in. So that's helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Demi, do you find that, do you, are you a season um, energy person? Season energy person. Like, do you have, do you pace out? All I know is that, Three, four days before you know what, hmm. I can't talk to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's so normal, though. I feel like <laughs> I can't. He's you like, know what I mean? I'm not, I like, totally know what like, you mean. Why did I have this this like rage? Like I just like any noise, like a little noise. You'd be like, you know, like you just want to like. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I've learned oh, more about women. I feel yeah. like I've learned more about women being around Demi. Like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that's because I don't have I don't have any sisters. Oh, I see. I'm I'm, I'm not married, mm. um, so I don't have this close contact. Mm. You know, so um, Demi's kind of like my work wife. That's the term. Aww. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's there's much to learn. Mm. I feel like tapping into cycle syncing could be really like a life a life hack for you too. It's been a life hack for me. Um, I try to I just want to share that with all the people because I feel like it makes your life so much easier and you feel so much less crazy when you understand that about yourself. And guys, funny enough, I actually learned this the other day too. So like women have a month long cycle. Guys have a 24 hour cycle. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I just learned that mm-hmm. just now. Oh. And mm. so it's kind of like the world has been built on a 24 hour cycle, 
but our because bodies, of men yes <laughs> and, and so i think when women tap into like the essence of their spirit then we understand how we can like maximize ourselves and then i've been talking to more men about cycle syncing and i realized i think men also have seasons too and they have like times where they feel more productive or they can build their life around a season within the month and just like create more balance in their life so i think that's why like talking to women and women talking to men and all of us just like being collaborative is very important yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely all right, so that is going to be it for us. Cool. I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you for having um, me. What 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 can you direct people? All your socials are just Umi, or what's your? Yes, you can find me on socials at Who Is Umi on all my socials. You can find me on all your music streaming sites at Umi U M I, and also on YouTube. And a side note, if you're ever into meditations, sound healing, um, I host sound healings um, as a part of my shows. And also, I have meditations up on my YouTube channel. So check it out. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Oh, All right. That'll be it for us. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edwards Studio. Follow Demi at Demi underscore Ramos. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, y'all.